Hey. Hey. Oh, love, love those smooth transitions. Um, yeah. <laughs> Hello there, guys, gals, and non-binary pals, and welcome to a new episode of The Bad Betches, the only Bad Batch discussion show hosted by the Imperial Cert Podcast. I'm your host, Charlie Ashby, and joining me as always is Claire Stribling. Oh, hey. Hey, dear. How you doing? Oh, you know, just enjoying my Sunday, having a good day. And a very belated birthday to ye. Oh, thank you very much, darling. I appreciate it. <laughs> how was how was um the galaxy, I guess? You went to Disneyland World Place. Disney. <laughs> Disneyland World Place. Disney um, Place. I'm really glad that I tried to go as unspoiled as possible. And it was just like overwhelming everything about galaxy's edge was so like so overwhelming also i didn't know that i was going until 11 30 the night before so i was Ooh. like oh no, like, that would give me the anxiety so i'd be like look star wars is cool but you gotta give <laughs> i gotta plan for this i gotta be ready i was like i don't know what i'm gonna wear i don't know what i'm gonna do i don't know how we're gonna play <laughs> this day oh my god am i gonna wake up in time i need to look nice it was a lot but when I, we got there it was just amazing rise of the resistance was like the craziest thing i've like ever done in my life i just i but i just it oh, went, right. they did a great job too they did a really really great job they were very strict on masking and they were very good at um and also it's kind of nice to go to a park where your wait is no longer than like 35 minutes. That's the longest wait for any ride we did, which was amazing. So it's a good time. Oh, good cool. time. I do hope they're actually, because I know people are complaining about obviously a lot of the people have to wear masks because mm -hmm. we're in a pandemic. I don't know if you realize that. Um, Last I heard, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think what was really like, because people complain like, oh yeah, you see some Imperial officers or like First Order officers wear masks. And that, that ruins the illusion. And my my opinion is that they should just go f like full for it and allow people who are dressed up as stormtroopers, like who work at the park, to um, hit you around the head with a blaster <laughs> if you don't wear a mask. You know what? That's a policy maybe we should be looking into. I think you may have a point there, man. Because you, you, if it goes to court, you can go, yes, I was beaten up by <laughs> some people who work at Disney. But at the same time, it's, it's all part of the immersion. Like, it is a fully immersive experience. Oh yeah, God. exactly. So there we go. As Dooku being his normal, fun self. I guess I said yes. <laughs> it's Dooku messing around again. Yep, he pulled my headphones right out of my ears. So we're good. We're doing good. He's he's, he's been posting about Kathleen Kennedy again all week. <laughs> Pretty much. Disgusting. Well. As you can probably see, Nikki's not with us this week, um, but don't worry, we still have his score at the end, so if you're wondering what the overall Imperial Podcast score for this episode will be, we'll have that for you, and I'm sure we'll try and actually ratio it up this week, because we haven't really been doing that before. I guess because mainly it's been us, and we've had kind of the similar score. I think they all, they all round up around the same sort of score length, so we'll do it this time. But joining us this week, we have... One of the most fun guests we've ever talked to, I think, in on Twitter. Uh, Claire, it's the first time you've spoken to them in person. I yeah, I'm really excited. First time this week on a live stream. Scotty, how you doing? Hey. See, look, Claire, actually, she stole these from Star Tours for me. She got a you know overnight shipping, which was great. I uh, really appreciate <laughs> that, by the way. So. I got you. 
feet. She went behind the mouse's back, and she's got me these, these set of wonderful Star Tours glasses. Look, I'm excited to be here. Seriously pumped. And, uh, dude, Galaxy's Edge is next level. I would I would love wow. if, like, there were, like, you know, aliens in disguise. They're, like, pickpocketing you and everything. It would just be so immersive, <laughs> you know, just taking stuff from your pockets. I'm having a great time with it. Oh, it's so cool. But I'm glad to be oh, here. Thank, thank you, you so much for, for, for letting me come, Charlie, and ruin your show. Super pumped. Don't worry. Oh. We're very good at ruining our show ourselves. Yes. So you're yes. in good company, my friend. Yes. I mean, if you've listened <laughs> to the show anyway, you know that mm -hmm. we ruin it already. I mean, we were late to the podcast because Claire was talking to us about beef. Yeah. Yeah, of course. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh. <laughs> Dooku just looked at him. That was amazing. Can someone make that a gif, please? <laughs> After this episode goes out. Make that a gift. Someone slow that down because, look, no guilt whatsoever. No guilt at all. Actually, more resentment. The fact that it was in his way is the best part. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. So last Dooku. week we had cat butt, and this week Dooku's just going to mess with everything. All the audio. Oh, it's awesome. Um, he knows it's Attack of the Clones is um, birthday today. He's just fueled on that energy of his first appearance. He's, his namesake was born on the screen today, so. <laughs> he was born <laughs> 19 odd years ago. <laughs> Our good friend Twin Sons Cosplay says, is he sponsored by Coke? That oh. was actually one huge <laughs> Yes, today I am. That's right. Mm, that is, ASMR, that is. Some really great ASMR for sure. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm sponsored. Well, we are here again, as always, to talk about the latest episode of the Bad Batch. What are our overall thoughts on this week's episode? Hmm. Can I start? Oh yeah. Yeah. Big fan of it. I mean, you got a weird balance here, like a really weird balance, where you're like, oh, family. Oh, they're like, oh, they got a situation they have to handle. How cute. And then it's like completely flip of it. It's like just like super dark, super visceral and like, you know, some some interesting themes that are happening between both stories that I think are going to see some uh, resolution later. But I, I loved it. I think it's the best entry by far. But we've a very young show. We've got literally 13 more episodes of this season. So let's keep it going. What about you, Claire? So I, I really did enjoy this episode as well. I don't think I enjoyed it quite as much as maybe last week's personally. Mm -hmm. The only reason I say that is um, I thought that one half of the story I was super, super invested in and the other one went a little bit slower for me, mm -hmm. but I liked both sides of the story. I really did. I enjoyed everything that, that I watched. So I'm getting real nitpicky here. So that's about it. I think that um, when we had the crosshair side of the story, I've been dying to see what he's up to and they did not disappoint. And not only did they did not disappoint, they set the tone. And the tone is a lot darker than I thought we were going to be setting. So, <laughs> my lord, um, I'm very fascinated. And they drop huge lore bombs with yes. the Kaminoans trying to be like, make more altered clones. And that Django, Django's DNA is like fragmenting or becoming less stable it's fascinating that there's all of this going on and yeah anyway i'm excited i this this episode got me super excited for the direction that we're going in and also like punched me in the gut like five times so all in all success 
<laughs> yes. Some some Kamin Owen accidentally left the Jango Fett sperm tube out the fridge. Yeah, and... I wonder who did that. That was so I, weird. Look, <laughs> Nana say I'm not the biggest fan of. So she's a chief scientist, absolutely, and I'm not trying to degrade her work. Like she's degrading Jango's DNA, but um, I I'm just saying, you know, if you if you can murder fives, you can accidentally leave some sperm around <laughs> is that what you think it is charlie because i was i was thinking it was like some sort of blood sample but i like the idea that it was just someone do you do you think that i think that the kaminoans made jango fett spunk into a tube absolutely scotty absolutely <laughs> let them do it this is awesome this is bomb bad all right let so i'm happen. gonna i'm gonna argue this one charlie i don't think that that's what happened <laughs> only because that would be only 50 percent of jango's dna that's what oh. that's why i think that well, and then it, well, I wouldn't know if we'd call like, that cloning because then you'd have to fertilize some some stuff with that. And I feel like at that point it's just yeah. like test tube baby. Yeah. Well, there's fine. loads of test Come tube babies. Me. They've got like they got like a whole <laughs> rotating. Well, yes, tube they are developing in test tubes, correct? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so you know, I feel like you know, I feel like they might have done a bit, a, bit, a, a few different things. They got a bit of hair, <laughs> a brush, Jango's <laughs> brush. He's like. Imagine that first day at Camino for him. They just like they called him <laughs> in, like, "All right, well, you're gonna have a full day ahead of you, and it's gonna end really weird." And you're like, "Oh, okay." What Here's they a space do. hustler. Yeah, have fun. It's Go to town, man. <laughs> There's a complete white room, and every magazine is just coming Owens. <laughs> oh no! Probably not even oh, into my. that. Oh my! Oh my! Play no one. What's that <laughs> quote from Dodgeball? We should we should sell blood and semen. Oh, <laughs> what? Not mixed together. That's their slogan. <laughs> oh, Grandma Tucker's like, I don't think we should order many more clones from them. It's like, why not? It's like their slogan is rather prude. <laughs> <sighs> Jesus. Um, oh Jesus, Rick has <sighs> come up with a great nickname for them. Um, <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> Rick's one of the greatest. He really is. <laughs> Oh no. my god, I'm so happy that we've or, started this off this way. Not a no-one's. <laughs> Bust a no-one's. We can do this for hours. We can do this for hours. Oh my goodness gracious me. I'm but sorry, yeah. Mom. Oh. <laughs> yeah, was she watching? She might the be, I don't know. She has been a little bit lately. <laughs> Unbelievable. Please don't Explain be disappointed me, Mom. Yeah, exactly. Well, as always, we're going to go through the episode uh, through different sections. I've come up with some sort of like overall plot points, discussion points in mainly chronological order, but they're not always in that same order, but we try our best. So starting off, I've come up with Crash Landing and Minoc Memories. Yep. So yeah, the episode starts off. We uh, escape from Saluka Mine from last week's episode. And again, we got Tech thinking he's very, very clever. And, you know, sometimes that cleverness comes with a bit of you know, missing the, the key points, which is like, oh, yeah, I guess I could fix this thing first before we crash, which, you know, sometimes... He's one of those friends, like, he's one of those people you know in your life that are so book smart and so life dumb. Like, yes. honestly, just you're just yes. like, you are missing what's right in front. You're very smart. There's a lot going on right here, but none of it is what's in front of you right now. Mm -hmm. yes. <laughs> it's somewhere else, my friend. You gotta, yeah. You gotta have the whole family teach you. Yes, you, you're very good at science, my friend. But 
you know, we've got to teach you about some other things like dancing. Okay. Like you got to and time management <laughs> skills, clearly. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. Time management skills, relaxing. I think relaxing. a little bit as well. Like, <laughs> relax. We've got another great moment of obviously Riker being a lovable, lovable little uncle Riker. Well, the fact that he was like trying to eat what he like ate it all in one bite, and then he went to go take uh, Omegas. I was like, "Oh, Wrecker, come on!" And then he stopped. Like, oh, he he got stopped, which was kind of nice too. He's like, "Oh, I was hungry." He's just <laughs> oh, girl. oh. <laughs> like Dee Bradley Vegas, like Boy. in a space booth, going oh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I really did like the fact that there was loads of like subtle, not really subtle, but like Empire Easter eggs and stuff. The space mm -hmm. sausage, I love to call it. Space sausage. Or... Yes. He's space sausage in his little um what's it called? Like lunchbox that he that yeah. tries to take. That's right. Maybe that is that what is that what fills the Ronto wraps? It does look like it, doesn't it? Oh uh, interesting. Space sausage, yeah. Is it sausage? It looks crunchy. I don't I, I wonder. I mean like it's a very, it's very I mean it's overburnt. It's overburnt. Yes. You, you gotta use an X Wing jet or like some sort of spaceship <laughs> jet to cook it properly. Cook it. That's amazing. A pod racer. <laughs> yes. And then, yeah, obviously we see the ship crash land and we see Wrecker Bumpy's head. Something I brought up in <sighs> the things we need to talk about like sort of later on section of the recap was what Rick says here. And I'm not sure if I should be scared or my might be reacting, but do we think the headache is to do with a, he bumped his head, so obviously he bumped his head. Or two, it kickstarted the chip again. A or mm. two, which one? Did you I say A or two? two? Yes, you did. <laughs> <A> or... <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> we strive both, for excellence here. <laughs> they're both scary. I'll say that much. The yes. realities of both things, you know, him hitting his head and being frustrated about that, you know, which I understand. We all have got, had that happen, but we don't all have chips in our heads that can kill other people. And uh, that would not be, especially, I don't know, for the sake of who they may end up meeting later. Mm -mm, that makes me very mm -hmm. nervous, like really nervous. I don't want to well, see Wrecker lose his mind. I don't. It would be funny if they land. And Plo Koon is like, I survived. And he's like, oh. <laughs> that would be awful. Could you imagine? Oh, my Not God. And then, oh. they, and then the episode ends. It says directed by George Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> I will have my way. Finally. Exactly. Vengeance has um, been committed. Oh, my goodness. Look, I think if Record does have the chip activated, it will make a great episode of, like, having to deal with him. Like mm -hmm. the struggle, and I think that actually it will be a, a a net positive for the story arc because I feel like if we're building up to because it's kind of hinted that in this episode in the beginning where they're talking about the chip again, what the chip does, and they're talking about how they miss Crosshair, which I thought I, I really did appreciate mm -hmm. the fact that they're not just being like he's evil. The end. It's more complicated than that. It's he's a victim as well. So and I, I love feel Omega like, like continually reminding yeah. it's not his fault. It's yeah. not his fault. Well. And I think what is interesting about that is that it's all building up to something because there's a reason why they name dropped Captain Rex. There's a reason why they show him in the trailer. He's probably on the same sort of mission. Look, we're going to try and save as many as my brothers as I can. I would imagine that maybe Wolf and Gregor still have their chips in. I mean, Wolf Gregor, God knows what his brain is like because he's been blown up like six times. Oh, yeah. poor baby. 
with Wolf at, at least, I would imagine maybe that'd be interesting if they go on a mission to rescue some of these clones. They start off with uh, maybe Wrecker and they save him. And then they know what to do now with that little device that Tech's making. And yeah. then they go, oh, come on, this is Bob. No. Oof. <gasps> no. No. Oof. Oof. We no. love you, Bob, but why you hurt us? Why you do That's this? Brutal. That oh, brutal. no. Could I look after some rabbits? <laughs> oh no! <laughs> That's my fear. My favorite. He needs to be protected at all costs. Can't be doing saying things like that. Come on now. One, one one thing I thought about too is like, what if it comes out now? I don't know if you're a fan of this or you are you you subscribe to this theory. If for some reason, in some weird way, Omega's force sensitive, and all of a sudden, mm -hmm. you know, not that's what triggers Wrecker. Or anyone on the ship, but if like you, she does something that is force sensitive indeed, and one of them goes, "Oh, it's like a Jedi. Jedi can do that," and then all of a sudden, Wrecker's <gasps> like, "I was like, no, what? Could you imagine how insane that could get?" Now this is good content. Look at this. Oh, this is great. Hey, Dooku, <laughs> we see the butt again. He oh, was trying, geez. except the problem is when you walk across the keyboard, it's not good for anybody's content. Now, is it, Dooku? <laughs> I'm going to be muted. I'm just going to randomly leave. Sorry, guys. He is yeah, very needy. He's very needy. Oh, He's, a awesome. He's a cow. He's a star. He's allowed to flex his you know, cat muscles. Mm -hmm. uh, also, at my I old really... apartment, he used to have a chair that would be next to me. So when I was podcasting, he'd have his own chair, and then he wouldn't Good bother me too. as much. Yeah. Well, you um, to do them. No room for a chair here, though. Buy a throne. <laughs> Buy a little like crocheted cat throne. I'm that saying I, I haven't looked, but I know for sure on Etsy there is a cat oh, throne that exists. Hundred percent sure. exists. Yeah. Maybe we, that's show. a patron thing. If anyone wants to donate to our patron, <laughs> buy a, a cat, cat throne. throne. <laughs> I'm still waiting on somebody, some cosplayer, to make me a cat-sized Dooku cape. I will send you measurements. I'm still waiting on someone to volunteer oh, for a cat-sized Dooku cape. I'm waiting on it. We have, we have, we have friends. We can make that we got connections. I know you're out there. You're my only hope. Please help. <laughs> but yeah, I thought it was really cool to see those like developments. Maybe they're hinting at a bigger plot to save not only other clones, but definitely Crosshair because... You know, you, I really feel for that character, and I think, like, even though the character that we'll talk about this later on, but does some dark stuff, pretty dark stuff, it's not always his fault, you know. Oh, oh my, my god, there goodness. is there is a cat friend. Scotty, <laughs> shut up! Oh my god, I'm sorry. I'm, sorry. I'm hold on. You gotta you gotta see this for you just a second. Share that screen. Do it. You gotta do it. Okay. <laughs> Look at that. I just, I, 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 I can't. Okay. I'm oh, sorry. sorry. Catherine's exists. To... Just want to say that. But that's what, that's what I said to them. Definitely real. Oh my God. Amazing. If anyone wants to buy that for us, we will show them. Yeah, show it online, I guess. But yeah. YouTube. Um, I need it. What a great episode. Uh, all right. We're supposed yeah. to talk about Bad Batch. We're just talking about Dooku the whole time. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> my bad. Let's go back, yeah, back to the Empire Strikes Back of it all. Obviously, the fact that this episode felt very much like the sequence in the cave with the Minox, definitely having a creature, Moon Dragon, which, by the way, is one of the coolest names ever. Mm -hmm. And having it being like loving electricity, loving like all sort of the energy and absorbing it and stuff. 
I thought it was really cool. There was a there was a little creature on Doctor Who recently in the last few years that had the same sort of like ability, which loved energy, kept creating mischief and destroying stuff. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was really really sweet. And before anyone goes, it's a filler episode. No. Like, no. No, no, farthest thing from it. Like Matt Lanter doesn't come on the screen and go, Hello, I'm Matt Lanter. And then people go, This is a Grammy <laughs> Emmy Award winning, like, you know, like <laughs> it, it's an episode which deals with characterization. Like you don't you don't need Captain Rex to be like hiding in the background going, mm-hmm. I'll be in the next episode. <laughs> like, it's about telling a story about these characters, and we're seeing Omega again blending with the crew. She's learning a bit more. I think, like, the last few episodes, we get to see her do a bit of everything. Mm-hmm. We see her, like, the technological side. We see her mm-hmm. acting a bit like Hunter. We saw her acting a bit like Crosshair in episode one. So mm-hmm. I'm feeling like they're definitely hinting towards maybe her abilities there. Claire. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I was just saying, you're, you, yeah, it, it, it does add to the evidence that maybe her ability is to um, adapt to other people's abilities around them in some sort of way. I have heard that quite from quite a few corners of, of the speculation world. So, and I think that's yeah. very interesting to, it's an interesting idea, darling. She's that's just a quick learner. You know? Yeah. That's awesome. definitely my thoughts is that she's the, she's space Peter Petrelli from heroes. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really cool. Like to sort of see a different, like it's not necessarily force sensitive. It's more to do with, mm-hmm. Yeah, that is it. Yeah, Rick, she's an empath, mm-hmm. and she has the ability to sort of pick up on traits and and see how people are feeling about different situations. But what I thought was really cool as well is just getting to you know take a break from the the main sort of plot and get to dive into two different storylines. We've got the A storyline and the B storyline. Claire, I think you're absolutely right in terms of. The B storyline being very, 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 very interesting and very dark. And of course, that storyline I'll call Project Warmantle. So cool. Mm. Which, as soon as I saw someone bring up the Rogue One thing, blew my mind. Did mm-hmm. you see this? Mm-hmm. Oh, I was like, you, Lucasfilm, you, you little, with your little name drops. <laughs> we see you. We and that's like the first one off the list, too. I mean, we've got how many, like six more after that? You got War Mantle, yeah. Stardust, Black and Saber. Black we Saber. Black mm-hmm. Sort of. Mm-hmm. We don't know could, the Empire's plan for Black Saber, really. But. Yeah. Could, yeah. It could be, obviously, the Dark Saber, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Could be yeah. that weapon from the old EU, which I thought yeah. would know, be interesting. So I don't know, but it is cool to just see them name drop these elements. And obviously, it's all to do with Tarkin, the Tarkin initiative. Mm-hmm. Talking up to no good. Um, that guy. did have a message earlier about Tarkin. Yes, so Rick says, I like that Tarkin got a promotion to Grand Moff ahead of this episode. He was an admiral in the first episode. I don't know if that's officially the case because he does have the Grand Admiral ranking now, but I yeah. don't think Moffs exist yet. Mm-hmm. And I think it was Matt Martin that's all talked about this on Twitter, which is that, you know, like they, those never make sense. <laughs> like Return of the Jedi, everyone's got like the same one. It makes it mm-hmm. ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the idea, at least from my impression, was that in the first episode, he 
was an admiral. Was he an admiral or like a governor? I think in the, in the first episode he's he was well, he's two different ranks because he's, he's the yeah, governor, he's governor of the planet he's from, but he's mm -hmm. also a imperial rank in his own right. So it, it's it's really weird if you think about it. He's got two different yeah. names technically. Because yeah, he's definitely. I, I was like, is he the, is he now the governor? Like, is that the because he call, they call him governor in the episode? Mm -hmm. I think it's uh, Rampart that now calls him governor as opposed to. Mm -hmm. Admiral Tarkin. So I was like, maybe that's what the ranking he gets. Because obviously, I don't think it's until Tarkin is it, and the Moth system comes in the book. I think so. And that's yes. that's five years. That's five years after the events of what happens in Revenge of the Sith. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's really weird. So, it's really weird. I don't think it really matters either. Like when you really, really look at it, but but it is interesting to hear the name drop that specifically because it could be an mm -hmm. error or it could be just something that they completely. Just wanted to throw in there. I don't know. Who knows? Like it, it's just one of those cool yeah. little things. And I love, you know, seeing the Imperials, the power struggle of it all, and like, is is getting a new rank a good thing or a bad thing? Mm -hmm. You know, like by yeah. Empire, it's definitely a bad thing <laughs> for some people. Um, but yeah, it's definitely interesting. Yeah, so Rick adds up with, yeah, he has the Admiral Rank insignia in the first episode and the Grand Moth insignia. So weird. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Like, it, it could be or it could not be. Like, I think that there's definitely some confusion around the, the ranking marks. And quite frankly, I don't want it ever to be like a, a summary. I don't want them to fix it. I want it to be completely confused. Yeah. <laughs> For, that'd be incredible, actually. It's just always different. And, you know, if you really think about it, too, it's, it comes down to the fact that, you know, it was a prop in A New Hope. And, like, I'm yes. sure they meant nothing in A New Hope. So, like, here we are now, you know, with all this world building. It's, like, so important that what in each insignia means. That, that's probably mm -hmm. the case, too. And it's funny, too, like, thinking about this, like, going to Galaxy's Edge on Tuesday and, like, going into Doc Ondar's. They have, like, they this have, is yep. everyone. And you're, like. Yes, they do. <laughs> but are we paying attention to what we're doing here in the animation? Yeah. What are we doing here, friends? But yeah, I was like, okay. Oh, hey. <laughs> they that was I had just left Galaxy's Edge about a month ago, and like uh, that's one thing I noticed too is they had and you could turn the little packaging over and has each one on the back. And if you mm -hmm. wanted to do your own, you can just put the little plastics, you know, pieces into their own little order like that. Make but your yeah. own insignia. <laughs> My little fascist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I I really love the imperial side of things and delving into yes. like the power struggles and different changes towards what's going on with the Galactic Empire. Seeing Vice Admiral Rampart, who was the mm -hmm. same uh, actor, played uh, Varko Gray in um, Squadrons. Oh, I did not oh. know that. Really? Mm -hmm. That's pretty and cool. Also Charles from Red Dead Redemption 2. Oh, really? Wow. Mm -hmm. So if you listen Admiral to the voice, Rampart. you'll be able to pick that up. Um, yeah. Really, really cool to see that character and see how he's implementing these different structures, which definitely changes uh, the galaxy. General Rick says that Rampart's chin was my favorite part of this episode. I, that's what I was just laughing at. I saw his comment. I'm like, oh my god! <laughs> I definitely. I was like, is he got like a soul patch? Like, is he got like a little goatee? Yeah, like, like a little, not like, a cleft like, chin. Is really, it really like pronounced? Really he's the crimson deep, chin really. of the Star Wars galaxy. Oh, oh my, that. wow. That's amazing. <laughs> what, a, what a reference. Deep cut. Well, you're fairly odd Someone stands up there. That as well. <laughs> amazing. I would Someone love to yeah, uh, edit. 
so Project War Mantle was obviously the introduction of uh, recruited soldiers to the Empire. Um, very, very weird seeing them in the clone trooper outfits. It made me feel mm -hmm. like, like, that does not belong to you. How dare mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. get out of it? Um, and being trained by a clone. And obviously, I think it's the idea is that they're going to be brought in, have different ones teaching them around the galaxy. And then once those people are sort of taught up on everything, they get kicked out. <laughs> they get teach new recruits. So I thought it was definitely really intriguing to see where they're going with that. Uh, Rick, yeah, very Death Trooper looking, very much the pre-first yeah. of the Death Troopers. They're called the Elite Squadron, um, mm -hmm. I think, according to the episode. And I thought what was really interesting as well was that I think either Echo or Tech brought us up last time, but the idea that the, these people in the galaxy, while the clones so desperately sort of wanted to cling on to their own identity and create a name for themselves, mm -hmm. now we're seeing people who have names sort of Cling on to numbers. I mean, oh, that's yeah. kind of that cool. guy is just called ESO ES01. I think his mm -hmm. actual name is. Mm -hmm. And we get ES ES01 and ES04. Is the only mm -hmm. name as we get the two of the characters. So I thought that was really interesting to see. And we're and we're one number down. Yeah, already. <laughs> yeah, already yeah. one well, down. <laughs> press F in chat for ES01. Um, <laughs> I thought, yeah, I really like the way they, they sort of show how these people are evil, but that, like, some people have morals, I guess, to a certain extent. Obviously, they're still go, going well, to kill people. That's what you get when you have morals. You get you get blasted, unfortunately, so... And I yeah, and I think that showing that is very important because it shows that Imperials didn't just randomly turn good. Mm. Like, some Imperials didn't randomly just turn good and join the Rebellion because they're like... This is, this, I changed my mind. This is cool. Some people definitely had misgivings from the beginning, but either, you know, were well off because of it, like money wise or yeah. like business wise, and then had to hide their morals a little bit. And then over time, they're like, okay, well, now I can speak out. We see what happens when you do speak out so early on, and that's you get shot in the back. Um, but yeah, I really did like seeing that introduction. And that crazy, crazy mission, Claire. I think oh. that's your favorite. It is my favorite. That's my favorite scene. As much as that makes me a deranged pro, human being. Claire pro murder stripling. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> pro war crimes. <laughs> that was. Apparently, that's me. I was just the most intriguing part of the episode for me. That was. That really was. I just. And and not because I'm like yay. More, let's kill the people with morals. Um, or I'm not like sitting here like, oh, all of the gratuitous violence is what I'm here for. But I am, I just think that I was so surprised by mm. it and surprised mm. at how far they went. Like we literally saw like families get torched. Oh, I'm that like, was the craziest part. Like you, you are doing this. I had headphones on and I heard the... <sighs> After he was like, you know, light him up or whatever he said. I was like, that is nuts. They really did that. They took it there. That was crazy. Not a kid's show. Did not feel like a kid's no. show in that moment at all. Hide your kids. Hide your <laughs> wife. Hide your mom. Because they're torching everybody. <laughs> but it's what we talked about. Um, it's what we talked about the other day, Scotty, on about Rogue One. It's mm -hmm. Star Wars is its best when it is being honest with you. Yes. About the evils, about the evils of the Empire, the evils of the galaxy. 
but it's not there to like because people are like oh yeah we should see uh darth vader like vader a million me. troopers and like yeah no like, no, yeah, no. You're, you're an no. Idiot. one you're an idiot two like <laughs> my dude you know like <laughs> chillax yeah put the put the put the knife down sir we'll talk about this film <laughs> normally uh it's when you, oh, it's inferred Inferred violence, inferred like horror is much more scarier than way horror. scarier, way scarier, way scarier. Like just hearing that, I was like, man, like that. That's something that just you know goes to show you if you know when you have a bad leader, what what that could you know ultimately lead to in the end, where he could shoulders follow orders, and that's that was the only thing he wanted to do that entire time. And uh, they all said yes, sir, and did it too. Nuts, yeah, it's crazy. And the reason why they because they're threatened with. It's threatened with the idea of like being killed by this mm-hmm. like brainwashed, mm-hmm. literally brainwashed trooper. Mm-hmm. And again, it's the imperial code. It's what Tarkin straight up says in the New Hope. It's ruling via fear. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it works because we see that in real life. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I've sort of skipped to the evil of the Empire can cross out be redeemed because I feel like that's kind of where we, you can't really talk about that opening, mm-hmm. sh- the whole plot line without talking about the whole murder of it all. And yeah. Poor Crosshair. I mean, like we do see that shot of like the visor when they see the people getting killed. Mm-hmm. You're just staring into his soul. But the thing I thought was really interesting is that sequence where they go back to the bunker, and we see everyone sort of sitting where the Bad Batch used to live. Oh and yeah. You see him sitting oh. on the bed, like staring into nothingness, and you're like, because we know from last season of the Clone Wars, Rex knew what he was doing. Mm-hmm. And when the chip gets removed, he's like, I'm so sorry, I tried to kill you. Yeah, he knew it. If if the idea is that if they do get that chip out, what's it going to do to cross her? Will it change him really. much? Will it not? You know, it, it's going to be weird. And the fact that he walks by Wrecker's little marks, too, on the wall, I was like, dang. Like, he's totally cognitive of, of what's going on. And I think it's that's what's going to make it hard to see him turn. Because he, I think he's going to come back. I, I I hope he does, but yeah, it's brutal. It's brutal. If they don't redeem him, I'll be thoroughly disappointed. I think they will. I mean, that's the story of Star Wars told over and over mm-hmm. again. And like the one thing that I would argue, I know a lot of people online are very um, not down with the crosshair right now, but like it's like <laughs> Omega said, um, he can't he can't help it. And honestly, if, I, I think that of all of the Star Wars redemption stories that we've seen i think crosshairs has the most he has the biggest reason Mm -hmm. to be to have fallen to the dark like i'm Mm -hmm. not saying anakin and kylo you know i'm not saying that they did not have you know serious triggers in their life that have changed that changed their path but when you have a literal chip in your brain correcting your actions like come on he can come back of course he can come back there's you know what? No one's ever really gone. It's on my shirt. It's got Salacious Crumb on it. I'm just saying. Nice. No one's ever really gone. Wait, is that a shirt you can buy on tpublic.com forward slash the Imperial Center Forward slash user forward slash the Imperial Center Podcast. Yes, it is. I bet you thought it is. I'd love to go to tpublic.com and search the Imperial Center Podcast and see if they have some sort of other designs as well you can buy. I think it's a really good idea. I heard that there's one on there with that says Space Sluts. That's pretty cool. Yeah, That's pretty cool. That's a good one. That is a good shirt. Is that the one with yeah. Poe Dameron? It is. It is. Yes. That's really, that's really cool. I'd love to buy, like, if, I wish there was, like, stickers as well or some sort of, like, other things. You Can you put it on a mug? 
You no, can't put it on a mug. Can. can you put it on like a wall? Can you put it on like a canvas print? You can. I no. You can put what? it on a tapestry. Apparently, can you put it on? It's yeah, very can you put exciting. it on a phone case? What? I I've heard that is the case. If you go to tpublic.com forward slash tpublic.com. That's just your first slash tpublic.com, guys. It's in our YouTube description. What? In different colored shirts? This is the coolest thing in the world. I I, yeah. I have to look into this. It's crazy. Uh, Mind-blowing. <laughs> also, since we mentioned Poe Dameron, I forgot a joke I was going to make, so I'm going to do it now. I don't care if this is not a good time. I'm just going to do it. The Moon Dragon. I really hope that in-universe Poe po Dameron has one as a pet, for he is the Moon Knight. Continue. Nice. Uh, That's my new head cannon. At one point, he had one. <laughs> Somewhere. Star Wars? Bad Batch? <laughs> <laughs> That's the show we all want, is just young Poe Dameron when you have in the fall, looking after a moon dragon. It is. Filler episode, though. That's what the, that's what the internet would be saying. Give it Filler. to us, Disney. Are the creators of <laughs> Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker and Young Sheldon. <laughs> Amazing. It's brilliant. No, I think when it comes with to Crosshair, though, I feel like he is redeemable, but mm -hmm. it's how we deal with that. Because mm -hmm. I don't think you could massacre innocent people, break out of it, and then be like, I'm back to normal, everyone. Like, yeah. you have yeah. there's you got to expand into that. Like, Kylo did that. Like, he didn't survive it. So, no. And I would love if we got a different storytelling where he does suffer from, you know, like kind of like Winter Soldier, you know, will suffer from like mm -hmm. PTSD of doing that, which would be really interesting to see. And Omega maybe talking him through it. It'd be awesome. Oh, what? Whoa! What the hell? I didn't even see that. That's incredible. There we are. <laughs> wow. Synergy with the chat. Yes. I didn't even look yeah, at that. I, I'm kidding. Thank I you, definitely Matthew. brought up Winter Soldier a few weeks ago as well because it, just, it just feels like you you got room to explore that and Disney approved that you can explore that in a good way. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, I feel like they should do that. It also, if if the first season is dedicated to Crosshair, I feel like you've got a great opportunity and a character-driven moment for him to go out and save other clones. Maybe season two we'll get to see Cody. Oh, maybe they could be like that. some sort of therapy group for people that you know, like see. Like, oh, I just. I would like if Cody showed up for Project War Mantle or someone like that, you know, where they're the ones mm. making the next set of elite troopers. So that would be really cool to see, and you know. One thing can happen, another thing can happen. We can see them all come together. I don't know. I, I would I would really enjoy that, personally. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Bob says, in the eyes of the Batch, he could be redeemed, but for the Rebellion, he's a war criminal. Yeah. It's complicated. I feel like, yeah, it's, it, the, the lines are blurred in certain regards because obviously he has been literally brainwashed. It isn't like mm -hmm. he's completely doing it of his own. Like it's, it's brainwashing. So that's complicated. That doesn't mean that his actions are excusable. The same way, like Winter Soldier, we don't completely excuse his actions. He has to learn yeah. those. Yeah. So it's the way you go around that. And it's the same we get to see with the, the Empire. I mean, there's so many characters that are supposedly ex Imperials. I mean, um, Maydeen, apparently. Yeah. You know? And he lives with the guilt on his face, that really rubbish bit. Um, <laughs> that's, that's, his, that's his sentence. It is my like, penance. It's my shame. I will wear it on my face so all can see. <laughs> that and the and the hair, whatever it's going on there. Oh, that majestic the comb over. Oh it's my the god! The worst thing ever. It's amazing. Just kill me. I'm like, no. I'm gonna let you live with this hair. <laughs> you must live with this hair into your dying day. It's like an old man with a really bad blonde beard. 
Yes. Mistake. Oh. Um, oh my goodness. If you've got any questions for us, please do ask us in the chat. Obviously, we're living. We're living. We're, we're live living. on YouTube, Periscope, <laughs> and Twitch. So don't forget to. Mm -hmm. uh, oh yeah, we have got hot callus. Don't forget hot, hot callus. Or hot callus. <laughs> cooler, to be honest. Like I like. He would look really good in a parka. I think that's a good idea. Yes. Mm -hmm. Good moves. Mm, tasty. But yeah, I really did love seeing that. That and can we just talk about the fact that that really dark line that really haunted me for so many years in season six of the Clan Wars, which is good soldiers follow orders. But I thought that line could not be dark enough. Bless you. Thank you. I have really bad allergies. I'm sorry. No, I definitely apologize for no, that. No, that line worked really well in that. And like the way Crosser delivered it was so monotoned and like icy. It was terrifying. I was watching that five in the morning. And I'm like, man, that's going to screw me for the whole rest of the day. It was just awful. Good soldiers. Yeah, I was like, Jesus, Steve Bradley Baker. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Got him. Good soldiers dab with me as well. He <laughs> oh, sneeze dab. They're like, please, just set me on fire. <laughs> Stop dabbing, please. <laughs> oh, also, like, man. Who asked that trooper to get involved? Like, he's like, yeah. Them. It's like, okay, I'll flame for him. It's like, no, 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 just meant to shoot them. Jesus Christ, Terry. Put, put it Leave away. Terry. Yeah. Damn. Like, he's like, I, I got the, got the flamethrower. I want to use it. Well, I like um, how def defiant that one trooper was being, you know, at the beginning of it. And then he's the one that's like, hell no, I'm not going to. Th these people are innocent. They were just involved with this crew. And he's like, no, we have to kill them, too. That's part of the Crosshair mission. Really went, like, Crosshair was really gunning for that old lady. He did yeah. not want her to live. <laughs> and the alien. I like the idea that, like, the Imperial most wanted list at that time was like, <laughs> Vader's like, Obi-Wan Kenobi. And he's like, probably he's like, look, Vader, we have the proof he's alive. He's yeah. probably dead, so we can't put him out. He's like, oh, fine. He rips it and throws it down. <laughs> and so, like, he moves out of the way. Tarkin's like, any Jedi who survived? And he puts that up on the list. And then number one is, like, it's just crosshairs, like, a little toothpick. He's like, Onderon, old Onderon old lady. <laughs> <laughs> number one most wanted in the galaxy. Oh, my God. <laughs> but she do. I don't want to know. Yeah, and I like how they were put. They had their mask on all of them. I really like that too because that's an interesting thing. You didn't see the humanity of their face. You know, Crosshair was so scary with that delivery, and I was surprised he didn't take his helmet off. Like, no, don't do that. But they all kept it on, nameless mm -hmm. and faceless. It's awesome, and it doesn't excuse the troopers either. Like that one mm -hmm. trooper, yes, zero one. He's like, oh no, I'm, I'm down to kill people, but these people are civilians. Like, we can kill mm -hmm. other people. Like. Mm -hmm. Doesn't make him completely good, but at the same time, you know, good on him for like not trying to murder some yeah. kids and an old lady. Some kids and an old lady. <laughs> Jesus. She's like the Imperial Codex. It's like that like, weird great aunt that like has to kiss you on the mouth at Thanksgiving. Oh, Claire, <laughs> I know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh. Come here. Come yeah. here. Come give me a kiss. No. Orders. Ah. Shoot her. Get rid of her. Get her out of here. <laughs> uh, it's one of those things I close my eyes and go, okay, we're done. We're done. I'm going to use mouthwash now. Ah, I hate it. Please stay away from me. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like my dog does that too. I'm like, oh, come yeah. here. 
and they're like, mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> like not kissing you, mm-mm. not you, <laughs> not today. Weird Uncle Scotty. Hey. <laughs> oh goodness. I'm fine with it. Uh, yeah, and then we cut back to the A plot, and guess what? Non-violent save of the day, and Uncle Wrecker. Uh, mm-hmm. We get to see Uncle Wrecker with his cute little bunk bed making skills. And again, oh. I'm still pu- I'm still pushing to s- to have a show another spinoff, which is absolutely home improvement with Wrecker. <laughs> I'm gonna hang this here, and it's done. <laughs> That's pretty much what all he did. Yeah, I kind of knocked it in there, and I made a bunk bed. <laughs> <laughs> well, you gotta think too. Where else do they sleep on the ship? Do they even do they sleep in the chair sitting up? Like that ship doesn't look too big if you look at a schematic of it. Like if you actually look at the structure, it's just like one little cabin area and in the front. And I'm like, there's no way they would have more rooms for like four grown men. So I'm glad Omega's got a little spot. That that makes me happy. They they respect that she's a kid, which is awesome. I think she gets a, a room of a view. She got lovely, like a window view. Mm-hmm. And she's got Lula. I know. He let her have Lula in her bunk. Ah, and he saved so Lula for him. I'm like, that's good. That's really good, actually. Oh, yeah. sweet. He's like, he oh, maybe it. I shouldn't have taken food, tried to take food from this kid. Let me way over apologize, but it's worth it. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Yeah, the only thing that could ruin that moment is he was like, no, 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 no we're bunking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I love that they respect her, too, as a part of the team now, because that was the struggle yeah. of the very first episode. Just like, no, she's a kid. Don't let her do this. And she can obviously handle her own. And that's what Hunter's trying to deal with is the fact that, you know what? She wants to be a part of this. Then she's going to take risk. And she does this episode. She does really good. This really isn't. I don't know if you had saw it. I wasn't like head over heels in love with Omega. My buddy, my coach, Jerry on Bombadcast is just thinks she's the greatest thing ever. And I can see that. I can see why for some people. But for me, I was like, ah, not really there for me yet until this episode. And I'm like, man, she took it into her own. She, she kind of saved the day by the end of it. So by all means, she's part. She's up. She's going up that scale. I really like her now. I really do. Yeah, she's one of my all-time favorite characters. Like straight from episode one, I was like, "Look, she's won my heart over." Yeah, she, I'll give her as many Lulas as she wants. You're right. Like she can do whatever <laughs> she wants. She can do no bad in my book. Uh, and I just really, yeah, I really love the the way she goes about and helps save the day again. Like she goes in and finds a non-violent solution to the situation because mm-hmm. that's what's good. I mean, that's something I've really appreciated about Star Wars under the Disney. It's the idea of the Jedi way and trying to find a way out of a situation that doesn't revolt, result in sure. straight up cow Kestis like murdering <laughs> spiders. Um, <laughs> you know, because it, it does make you think you're like, I, I, to be fair, I will, I'll be honest with everyone, okay? As much as I would love to say that I'm a Jedi Knight, there is a point in that game where you're like, because I know people are like, oh yeah, I did the whole game with like not attacking against spiders. I don't know how you did not force ye a goat off a bridge. <laughs> yeah, not for real. Like, Get out of my life. <laughs> like, fuck you, goat. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about too. Anytime there was a scout trooper with a little baton, I'm like, nope, boom, gone. Get out. Nope. <laughs> and the animals, you're right. And the animals too. No, yeah, it's it's like, really like, oh, look, I don't. Like, I've got the imperial army on my back. I don't need some slug fucking around with me, okay? Literally. <laughs> I'm done. Like, like, I'm a Jedi Knight, but you're pushing it, okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh so I do, goodness. I respect Omega for being, you know, finding out a different solution to that. 
Mm-hmm. And it, yeah, it definitely reminded me a lot of like seeing Ray heal the, the snake in episode nine. Yes. Uh, Ezra finding an ultimate solution, connecting with the animals again, connect the empathy. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are saying force sensitivity, but I, I don't know if that's necessarily the case. Yeah, well, be... The Moon Dragon 2 was just hungry. That's all he was. He was just yeah. hungry. He, needed, he was eating off energy. And I like how he looked a little bit like the, uh, or he had the, the Avatar Pandora feel too. To him as yeah. well with you know, the glowing light. I was like, that's really cool. That's and and one thing I will say, a testament to this season so far is the animation has just gotten so good. Like the dust particles in the air, and whenever that thing's lighting up, you see the light across her face and the light across her eyes. I'm like, that's Brilliant. they're re- they're taking it there. And that that was a shining moment for how good it's gonna be. And uh yeah, yeah I, there, there was a great moment when it eats the uh, capacitor. And you mm-hmm. see the light go down the body mm-hmm. as it's like swallowed. Yeah. It's so good. So good. And and that's that's what Star Wars needs, you know. I, I like that they're taking animation to that serious level now. And it just like that one part that the whenever uh who was it? Was it it was Echo outside with the flashlight? I'm like, this is pretty this is pretty alien, you know? It's got a mm. kind of a freaky feel to it, and the music got really freaky too. So I, I like that the story is kind of, you know, leaning more towards different Star Wars or you know, a Star Wars affiliated kind of sci-fi genres. It's it's really kind of awesome. It's not straightforward anymore. It's kind of in two different camps. So yeah, dig completely. It. Yeah, it's not like this is the thing of the week. This is what they like. I, and I get why people are like, oh yeah, this is the Clone Wars season eight. I'm like, but it's not. Like, it's, it's not really completely different. Like yeah, Clone Wars like was George being like, let's do this film or like, let's do this story and. It, it was an anthology series. Mm-hmm. And you can see those influences, obviously, in different episodes of The Bad Batch, still, like you said, mm-hmm. alien influences. But this is a really cool standalone story, like Rebels, where we get to see this group become a family and delve into the wider galaxy and the situation and how that changes and how fascism mm-hmm. is deep set. Mm-hmm. I thought they do they did a really great job balancing those two things this week in particular. Mm-hmm. So good. I love... I love the characters. I think the villainous threat is great. I love that Tarkin is now taking the back seat. He's like, well, you seem to be doing well. I'm going to fuck off. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like... Admiral Rampart. In charge. You, you know he's going to mess up at some point. And you know, you know there's going to... Look, the, the, close, the, the best way to get to my heart and maybe my pants is to introduce a shot with the Imperial Shoal. So you know that <laughs> if an Imperial Shoal lands on Camino, and then you just see the wings close up, oh, door, that's a shot. S- smoke appearing, and then you just see two black boots stomp down, and you I am going to explode. Oh, we're all going to die. I am going to be like... I'll be choking up. It'll be like Vader's reaching out to me through the screen. Um, I love that. I want that. I want to see Vader. I think that'd be cool. And then people go, "You can't have Vader and everything," but also you should can. Because I said so. Uh, <laughs> no, I think it'd be really cool to see that. Uh, AC Dragon Rider makes a really great point as well. Is that obviously we see the Kamen Owens come up with some sort of plan, like Claire was saying, the degradation of the clone samples. They have to look in different other samples, maybe like Omega, maybe the Bad Batch themselves. And AC Dragon Rider says, I can't wait to see the Kaminoans get rid of Rampart somehow. And that mm-hmm. reminded me of something we brought up before and someone someone else saw brought up on Twitter, which is, do you guys remember the old Battlefront 2 game? 
Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And there was a mission for the five hundred first story where the clone, uh, the clone stormtroopers are sent to Kamino to attack a rebellion set up by the Kaminoans or uh, mm-hmm. Jango Fett DNA. So it's the clone troopers wearing the Phase One armor versus the uh, the clones, like the stormtroopers, of both recruiters and also clones. I want to see that. <laughs> oh, it'd be incredible! Imagine like, and I and I like to think there was a. Just to me personally, I like to think that there was a a set of stormtrooper gear between, you know, the phase three mm. and the final stormtrooper we get, obviously, you know, at all the shows and movies now. But like I would love if there was like this one in the middle, you know, and they somehow have that gear versus the clone trooper phase three. Be so cool. I, I would really dig that. And that the Kaminoans are up to something. Every lingering shot is really weird, you know? And exactly exactly. It's just so contingency plan it's it's like let's go against what we got and it, you there is obviously an answer because when we're in watching mando we have someone like uh like um general uh, dr pershing who is not a kaminoan but rocks that kaminoan patch so woo, i'm eager to see that play out 100 percent. i'm glad you brought him uh, up because that's a very interesting thing that i could not get out of my mind as the kaminoans were talking at the end of this episode i'm just like how do we get from long-necked Keminoans running things, yeah. running everything, to Dr. Pershing has your patch? I, yeah. I'm scared for the Empire takeover of Kamino that I think is coming, man. Like, it ain't going to be good for our long-necked friends. No, they're not going to destroy it. They're definitely going to take it over. There's mm-hmm. no reason to destroy it. Mm-hmm. No, too much the valuable ma- information and too many valuable resources mm-hmm. there already in place, ready to clone. Mm-hmm. So Matthew says, how did the Kaminoans business plan get so reliant on one contract? Well, it's the, pretty good. the, 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 the galaxy, <laughs> the army for yeah. the galaxy, you know? Yeah. I, it's a pretty good contract to have, like, you know, the, the Empire's army. Uh, I think, I, I, feel, I don't know if it was the older you or maybe in, you know, the classic, the classic. I know that Dexter says that they're very secretive and they have... Mm-hmm. Certain, you know, cloners, cloners. <laughs> and yeah. every time, you know what? I feel like before they were doing just fine. They were getting by, keeping their stuff secret. You know, cloning, yes. doing their stuff. But now mm-hmm. that we have, well, that we had the Republic contract, it's like going to Canto Bite every weekend, my friends. Yes. Like, yes. In this. Think about, think how long the lines of coke they could store with the next. Oh no. <laughs> It's been all over. <laughs> Give me some of that jingo sperm. Dead Tonwee's high again. <laughs> Dead. <laughs> Tonwee's asking for your sperm again. She's got that weird look in her eye. <laughs> Imagine. Oh my god! So it's like even bigger pupils. <laughs> Huge pupils. Jango, where's your sperm? <laughs> <laughs> We need your dick out. Excuse me? It's <laughs> <laughs> so messed up. It's incredible. <laughs> oh my god, yes. Oh. We're, running out, we're running out of DNA. <laughs> now. Now. Okay. We need, we need to get out of here. You can't perform under pressure like that, guys. Come on. There's some ginger guys running around. <laughs> sneaking around. We don't know what to do. Oh god. That's good news. Like, yeah, just sort of some of this, like the longest line. Like, I'm okay, actually. I need to go back to my ship. BRB. Oh my god. They just run into the room, like, Jango, he knows who you are. You got to kill him. 
Oh, no, but I do think you have to remember, like Claire, you made a really good point, which is that in the Clone Wars, they introduced the concept that not only the Kaminoans have like a really good contract to promote, to create this army, they also get representation in the Senate. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's a lot of power. That's a lot of, you know, political gain. So the idea of you losing your biggest contract, which, you know, money is money. You know, they say, like, even when it comes to the murder, like, it's one of the biggest, it's the one of the big three of why mm-hmm. people do stuff. It's like, you know. I would get reliant on, look, I would get, look, I would get reliant if my contract was creating the army for the, for the galactic Republic. Yeah. That then switched over. You know what I mean? Like now you even got a bigger yeah. client. You got the Empire on top of it too. Exactly. And more planets to like delve yeah. into and it's a it's a big get for the yeah. Kaminoans. You know, good for them with their business plan. So I can mm-hmm. I can understand why they feel threatened by that. Um and like you said, Scotty, like we've seen in Rebels what happened to the Geonosians. Yeah. Wiped out completely. Not wiped out completely. And you know that. They're ready. They've got Dr. Pershing. He's probably like 12. <laughs> He's like, I can do it. <laughs> this, guy's, this guy's good. He's really good. We don't need these guys. Um, so yeah, I wonder if we will get more human cleaners. Obviously, they're not going to destroy the research completely because that would be no. ridiculous. But yeah. I hope they don't wipe out all the Kaminoans because I would really like to see more of the species and explored in future stories so yeah it depends on what you think happened to them probably not Mm -hmm. good though we'll get answers that's the best thing we will get answers in this show and it's very evident that the this show could build up to the show itself or even the season i'm looking forward to seeing how they handled it you know and the cool thing about this show in particular is the fact that each episode does not follow each other right we're so used to clone wars where it like ends and you're like oh Gotta wait till next week. You know, mm-hmm. we're seeing it, but this is very uh, episodic, way less serial. You know, it's it's like we're we don't know where we're going next. We know that Omega has a room now, and that Wrecker's head hurts. But the next week's episode, we're we're in it to win it. We're, we don't know what's gonna happen. It's so good. It's so good for once. It's not you know not predictable at least so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, uh, I love the episodic style of Rebels, where mm-hmm. there is an overriding storyline, but different episode, different structures. Mm-hmm. So it'll be really cool to see where we go next. I don't know where we're going to go next. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if we're going to see Rex mid-season or a bit earlier. That would be interesting yeah. to like, join the crew. Mm-hmm. Um, like maybe they can make a little bed for Rex. Yeah. And oh. it seems like doing, <laughs> they're doing honest. a thing, too, with Omega, where she's with Hunter one episode. You know, I think she'll be with Wrecker at one point in the next couple episodes and then hopefully go through Echo and Tech. I, I liked seeing that dynamic build a lot. So hopefully that'll be the the case for the rest of the season because her and Hunter, I, I think they already had their moment. I think the next episode will get something a little bit different. At least I hope we do. Yeah. yeah and I sure. think that could really, <laughs> if I want to be negative and pessimistic um, and, and potentially hurt myself by saying this. Do it. Um, do it. Yeah. When something bad happens towards the end of the season and Omega is separated from them for some reason, like taken back by the Kaminoans or seized by the empire, her relationship with each and every one of those members of the Bad Batch is going to be very different. And then it would be mm-hmm. um, very, very painful to see what, how they all grieve the snatching of our dear, dear child. Um, yep. So, okay. All right. There you go. I said it. I'm done. I'm done with that. No. I'm done with that. I, I like it. I dig it's it. Like, it's like, I like it. I'm sad, but I like it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like it. 
I don't like it. I know. I know. Take it back. Take it back. I'm a glutton for say pain, that. Charlie. I'm a glutton for pain. Clone Wars <laughs> is my favorite. I'm a glutton for pain. Why would you do this to, uh, to my O5 Hayden voice? Why would you say that? <laughs> making me mad. <laughs> uh, twin science cosplay. Our friend Bob says <laughs> the real question <laughs> we should be asking is will we see a Shakti Dev scene? Oh Look, my god. We've seen so many. <laughs> Her life is choose your do you remember, adventure. <laughs> do you remember when the Force of the Leash came out? And like she became a, she became like a sexy model in Felucia. Yeah. That was interesting, huh? I was like, huh. That's Let's a choice. That's a choice. <laughs> uh yeah, I I imagine I think they mentioned that uh <clears throat> I think they mentioned in the Clone Wars season seven that she went to Coruscant. Which mm-hmm. connects into the 2003 miniseries mm-hmm. and suggests that she fought Grievous. So, and we see that the deleted scene in episode three where Grievous stabs her. So maybe that happened. Look, I'm all, I'm all, I'm down for more the Clone Wars style episode three Grievous because every time they show a new clip from that, I'm oh, just like, <laughs> he purdy. So good. He's beautiful. Time to abandon ship. <laughs> so I fucking love it. <laughs> I, oh, I love that they picked the like the clip from Revenge of the Sith of him daintily pressing buttons and sitting back in his chair. Yep, just like you animated this. You are of all the things. My own heart. Thank it's you gorgeous. so much. It's you know, it's the small things in life, and, and people are like they should do the whole of episode three with the Clone Wars cast. I'm like, no. Mm. Um, that is too far. I want you just to do all the Grievous clips. <laughs> Can you imagine <laughs> him walking off like the way Grievous walks in that moment to off the ship on Utapal like this? Oh my god, I love. <laughs> I love that animation. He like stormed hey. the music's epic. Dun 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 dun. dun, yeah. dun, dun. <laughs> he goes. <laughs> yeah, he's coughing the whole damn time. Like, what is happening? This movie's incredible. Lord. See, as a kid, I'm like, yeah. As a kid, I'm like, this is sick. <laughs> He's coughing. <laughs> Music is badass. He's walking like a chicken. Like, I, I, this is the greatest thing ever. Give Not me much that. of a rescue, was it? <laughs> oh, he's got sass. Um, I I love Gerald Grievous so much, and everyone's like, oh, he's too childish. I'm like, of course he is. He's the best. He's the best character in the whole film. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, actually, and yes, zoom in on just the eyes on both of yep. them. You yeah. are doomed. Oh, uh, I don't think so. <laughs> hey, that was pretty good, Charlie. Oh I look, I done the whole film by myself, <laughs> my playground. That's what he like, does on the weekends. Oh yeah. yes, someone please do this. Make this a gif. Well, do it. <laughs> I, it's, it's gonna go everywhere now. I'm and so. Could someone rotoscope it and put it into Hefford Free? Oh, oh my God! I would be living my childhood <laughs> dream at that point. Also, shout out to my favorite, and I'm so happy that I kind of got animated in this bad batch. <laughs> my favorite ever droid is in episode three, and it's the one where Grievous. Well, first of all, he goes, excuse me. And then Grievous grabs the lightsabers and goes, you're welcome. That's the greatest. (laughs) The best droid is like, 
he's so aware of his life and how shit it is. <laughs> he's like, I have to go, I've got to put up with this asshole. He, he, he jumped out the window. He's uh-huh. like, where is he? He jumped out the window. Okay, well, <laughs> that's grievous for you. Uh-huh. Um, bless his heart. That poor battle is effing chat. Effing <laughs> the, oh, the chat. Good times. Good times. Yeah, I, I, I just, I'm really intrigued to see where we go from here on out. But before we sort of get to, you know, thinking too ahead, our overall thoughts and score hmm. on this episode. Scott, you go first because you're our guest. Yeah, I am. I, I, I really think, you know, if we're going to rate it out so far what we have, I, I think it's my favorite personally just because it's – I like two storylines and I like two very different storylines. I think I think they did that really well. It felt a lot like a Star Wars to me, whereas the other two I felt, you know, like – I the, the second episode so far to me is one of the weaker ones. It just felt like a Rebels episode that would kind of didn't do much for me. But this one in particular, I would, I would say if I did it out of 10 – I would say it would probably be a solid eight. It was like a solid eight. Just like it's there. I could have seen some more that I thought was interesting, but overall I'm super satisfied. I'm glad I got to talk about this one in particular with y'all and with other people. So that that makes me happy. It wasn't something that felt forced. Like I was eager to talk about this today with y'all. So that's that's good. That's where I'd put it. Awesome. A out of 10 Lulas. Claire? <laughs> All right. So this is actually probably of the three excellent episodes that I think we've gotten so far. This is very, just barely below episode two for me with the mm-hmm. incredible 75 minute premiere at the top of my list. Cause that's just sure. wild. Um, but I really did enjoy, um, I really did enjoy the crosshair empire side of it. Like Charlie, there's a reason that we're the Imperial Senate podcast. The Imperials fascinate us. I love seeing this transition. It's answering some questions for me that I've had forever of like, how is this transition from clone troopers to recruited troopers going to go? Starting to get some answers. Super interesting. I love the extra lore that's being built around the Kaminoans. I love... I didn't love bad bad side of it as much other than Wrecker, Omega, y'all can do no wrong. Every time I see you, you bring me joy. Um... And I thought it was super interesting to see uh, how each individual member of the Bad Batch right now is dealing with the loss of Crosshair. Like a lot of them are just like kind of or like have accepted a little bit that he's gone. Me like I miss him. And and, uh, Hunter's mad. Mm -hmm. Hunter's still in that that anger stage of dealing with his grief. So I thought it was very interesting to see um, where everybody's at on the whole Crosshair thing. And it's, you know, super nice to have the breath of fresh air, Omega, voice of reason to help Hunter through that anger in this episode. Mm-hmm. So I enjoyed it. Um, I Just because the one storyline dragged a bit for me personally, even on the second watch through, um, I will give it a seven and a half Lulas out of 10. Even though I hate cutting a Lula in half for these rankings. <laughs> <laughs> really well, how would you cut him, it. by the way? Claire, would it be like bilateral or would it be like oh. gut up or gut bottom? That's an important thing, I think. I'm going to say, That's if we're going to cut question. him in half, what? That's such a teacher question. I did. I'm sorry. That's me. I'm so sorry. I, mean, I teach middle school. I don't know if you all know that. I'm a middle school science teacher, so that is 100%. And I use the term bilateral. Sorry. I loved it. I love it, though. <laughs> no, I think we got to go. If we've learned anything from the Star Stop. Wars universe, if you, cut somebody, if you cut somebody's legs off, if you cut the lower half of their body off, 
they're going to probably make it. Just give them some mm-hmm. robo legs. They will be fine. So I will say the bottom <laughs> half of Lulo. I think we go. The legs are are are, are missing. <laughs> you need no, the other half. No, a little bit Bob more. is British because he's Bob. <laughs> it's amazing. Well, no, not to poor Lula. Lula's guts are like being pulled out. Why she's still oh, alive? It's like, it's like the end of Ted when his stuffing's all everywhere. <laughs> yes, <laughs> oh, famous historical story of Ted. Yes. <laughs> We cover uh, all things on this podcast. <laughs> so what was your score again, Claire? Sorry? Seven and a half Lulas. Seven and a half. Okay. Oh, half. I'm American. Uh, Nikki. <laughs> Nikki. No, I said half as well. Because I was repeating you. And I was like, why did I say that? Just say half. <laughs> what am I doing? Um, Nikki said there was a lot about fixing the family, not leaving one of their own in this episode, and continuing to hammer down the brainwashing. So it'll be cathartic if it ends with them getting him back. And he also said to us, um, put him down for a big fat 10 out of 10. He really 10 out of 10 Lulas. Good job. Big hype from Nikki. Nikki Nikki loves Crosshair. And I think this is a great episode for big fans of that character. Um, And I have to say I'm with him. I feel 9.5 is my score for this episode. Wow. I thought the A story, like you said, like maybe it wasn't the most intriguing storyline, but I think that delving into the bad batch as a group and seeing the repercussions on them. Mm-hmm. And like you said, yeah, Hunt's angry, but he's not angry at Crosshair. He's angry at himself no. for leaving yeah. him. And that's very interesting. And I think it's a great sort of build up. So by the time, and again, this is the problem with people complaining about filler. Is that by the time we get to the episode where they do plan to go, okay, we're gonna plan to get Crosshair out of there. You're you're as an audience, you're like, yeah, like we're ready to go, like because we've been building up to it. Whereas if people who, you know, internet crit- critics were to write the series, it would be like, Crosshair's bad. A few episodes, let's go save him, and you're like, what? Where did that come from? <laughs> like that's the difference with. You're right. Claire, All right, we so gotta shocked. go to the Twitter DMs right now. Thank you very much, Matt from the Three Men and a Baby Yoda podcast. GIF has been created. No way. GIF has been Already? made. Before we display the GIF, I want to say one thing. Wow. Thematically, this episode was probably the best because the title replacements means so many different things. Does that make sense? Yes. Like mm-hmm. replacements no, for the parts, replacements for the Bad Batch. There, like everything is so so good, but I can't believe the gift is already really been well done. Oh, yeah, I remember when it was like cut and run. It's obviously about cut, <laughs> and then you get to the episode. It's like we need to get out of here. You're like, oh, cut and run, I have to escape. Yeah, yeah. Turns out we should like give the creators more credit than the you know, <laughs> titles mean something. It's weird, what? Isn't it? Um, we just saw the oh, gift. That's incredible. I can't ready? believe you've done a gift. I'm going to share the screen real quick. Oh, my God. Can you share it? Because I don't know if it came up last time. Oh, really? Okay, hold on a second. Okay, let's see. You have the option to share it. Let's see here. Chrome tab. I'm I'm not ready for this. We'll put music over it. I don't think you are. I'll tell you that much, my friend. It's going to be that, but you're going to mix shooting stars on top of it. I'm just walking through it. (laughs) Let's see. If we can get this going, I don't know how to. Here we go. 
add my screen share here. Oh, go. yeah. Oh <laughs> my God. This is the most next level thing I've seen. Your fans are so much more dedicated. Look at this. It's Look brilliant. at this chicken man. <laughs> you must follow. Do I not follow you? I'm going to speed it up. It's no amazing. way. I'm so happy with this. Incredible. Incredible. I should keep, I, oh. I'm going to keep that up. I don't, I don't care. Um, oh, go follow Three Men and a Baby Yoda podcast because they crack me up and they're really fun. I oh, like those legendary. guys. Legendary. Oh, man. Yeah, Bob says, cause Claire, Claire, have you seen the ones that he made? No. Where did you, where did you share <gasps> have these? Have you not seen this? Oh, oh. I, I was alerted to this this week and it's incredible. Oh, Try Discord. God. What have you done, Bob? I have please, to get please, my butt in the Discord. I've been, very, I've been very, very busy and off off of social media a lot this week. For me, anyway. So I'm yeah. very excited to see some of this. Let me oh, see. Oh, my God. Can you share it on, on here again? Uh, It might take a minute for the Discord to pop up. Hold on. That's fine. We're Talk amongst <laughs> yourselves. Our audience. You know, We're fine. Us. Hey, I got a question for y'all. This is just out of curiosity while we wait for this thing to load. For some reason, question. I don't know what this means anything to anyone. I know I don't know if any of y'all collect or if any of y'all like to see like yak face and they do their little post about stuff. But for some reason, the code name for Admiral Rampart, and maybe it means me because I'm from the state and I live in the state, but Admiral Rampart's name was Black Series code name. His name was Louisiana. I don't really know why. Louisiana. I don't know if that has any significance. Charlie, did you? Did you happen to look up where this guy was from, Charlie, or no? Like in, in terms of like the voice actor, I, I, I there would be no way. I, I just don't picture it him being from you know let me have a, let me the, have a look. the the alligator state. But it's just it's just strange to think that was his Black Series code name. I hope he has a Southern drawl. We just haven't heard it yet. He's just like putting on an act for Tarkin, and he talks <laughs> not like this. The he's very racist. Comes off. And yeah, all he's of a just the drawl please, comes please. on. He's he's wearing a he's wearing just a uh, a tank top and he's like got all these tattoos and stuff. That'd be the coolest <laughs> thing in the world. It's the complete opposite of what oh you god. picture him to be. He's so stoic. Oh my god! Uh, I'm so yeah, the actor from the Shia Dalal. Um, I don't know. It's just Where weird. It's just I I don't know why that name. And a friend of ours did a did a, a shot of me like face to face with him. Like I don't he's from New York. Like, so it's definitely what? not to do it. I don't. Why is the Black Series name that? I don't, I don't know. What a weird name for a toy. Okay, here we go. All right, you ready? Oh my God, I can't with this, guys. You need to see this in all its full screen glory. You ready? What? You've got the sound on as well. I've got sound on. <laughs> That's amazing. That was literally me on. Me on. Uh, did on a streaming Jedi Fallen Order streaming yeah, yeah, yeah. single time dead. <gasps> I Amazing. love this. Funny. This is a I'm dying. Vibe. <laughs> also, look at my face. Y'all get the the weirdest screenshots of me. Why do I look like that? I can't. <laughs> <laughs> we asked you to do it. Remember, Bob, you're killing me. That's right. Well done. Well done, Bob. That's great. Oh. <laughs> I'm gonna make my own version now. Here we are. I'm going to do it. Yes. Yeah, the actor is in Red Dead Redemption 2 plays Charles Smith. Yeah, one of my favorite uh, characters in the game. I think the actor is really good. And he's also, uh, yeah, the, the, he's in uh, Squadrons. He's one of the Imperials. He's the it's main so Imperial cool. in that little, what's it called? Hunted spot. I think it was cool. Hmm. 
Gray. Yeah, that's him. But yeah, uh, definitely take us up on our, our GIF. If you do more, if you do edit our GIFs or any like, weird responses, please, please tag us. Please. Go off and tag us. Because we will show them ever. Because I am Cause... oblivious sometimes and I will miss it. So please. <laughs> Man, I feel famous now. I appreciate that three men and a baby podcast, <laughs> baby Yoda Pat podcast. That's so yeah. good. Amazing. Great name. Amazing. So good. Uh, before we go, I want to share this. Uh, well, before we wrap up, I want to share this meme I found last night, which made okay. me laugh. And it says, uh, "What if you wanted true Jedi?" But God said, <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. Like, I just thought, oh, oh generation is a very peak meme of Lego. And no one would get that. Like, no that, one would get that. No one above our age bracket would get that, I don't think. <laughs> We're all similar in age. That is like, that is, that is so meta. Good God. <laughs> Wow. Also, a friend of the oh. show, Alden, is now trying to get this tattooed on me. Jedi 69. No <laughs> way. So if you go to <laughs> Alden's Twitter account, there is now a, a poll thing that if oh. a lot of people oh. like the tweet, I apparently have to get it, a tramp stamp of true Jedi 69%. At celebration, bed. right? Like at, That has to be At celebration, like, I believe. Okay, the, yeah. makes sense. I can't oh tell. I can't God. confirm nor deny that that would happen, but <laughs> it can't ruin your chances. I don't think. Um, see if you do want to see that. Poor. Oh, gracious me! <laughs> but yeah, overall, so like nine point five, ten, eight. I think overall it's about eight point five. Somewhere in That's there. All. Yeah, yeah. 8. five maybe overall school. It's really solid. Numbers. I'd refuse to do math in my head. <laughs> <laughs> I'm terrible. I have no. Right no. now, I refuse to also do it on my phone. So. <laughs> it's amazing. You know no math in general. Mm. Exactly. I just we could we could put our logo up. Uh, I guess. Ah, um, <laughs> oh, the joys of live streaming. Um, Learning curve. Yes. Or we've got time for this week, Scotty. Yes. Where can people find you, and have you got anything to uh, plug? Nothing in particular to plug. I was on uh, Alex and Molly's stream, uh, their Bad Batch clone clone something. I forget the name of it. The Clone um, Zone. Clone Zone. I had a blast on it. Uh, my neighbor, Paul Stanley, showed up. I don't know if y'all know that. He's he's part of the Bomb Bad cast. It's the weirdest thing in the world. Every now and then he'll show up. He, he didn't knock on my door this time. We're lucky. Um, he may, I don't know. Uh, it's just scary when he shows up, but yeah, bombhead cast, all the weird and zany stuff that you want to experience the star Wars, all the niche discussions you want to have. Come and join us there every live, uh, live every Thursday on beyond the blast Wars network. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to be here. This is a blast Imperial Senate podcast. First time my virginity has been taken. So good. You're moist Sweet. now. You're one of yes. those moist people. I'm moist. Oh my God. <laughs> I just need to cover myself in water. Perfect. That's another. I'm that moist. is another. <laughs> I am moist. <laughs> That's best, a video clip. The best that is going celebration. Oh, oh so the thing good. of beauty. Oh. Celebration's just going to be us doing grievous walks. <laughs> 
space lads. There we go. <laughs> also, yeah, please do buy our space lads shirts because I spent a lot of time on that. It's a really good shirt. Oh. I like that shirt. Uh, Hell yeah. Yeah, and don't forget, you can follow Scotty on Twitter and his podcast mm-hmm. here mm-hmm. below. Good content. Something. Absolutely great content. And Very I was on content. the show this week. Yes. Oh my God. Charlie was on. He did our Rogue One discussion because Rogue One sucks. Oh, I love I love the, the chaos. Literally everyone, like I, I've made a post on Facebook and I never do Facebook Star Wars stuff, but like everyone was calling me an idiot. It was all that. It was wonderful. You just got to get under people's skin sometimes. It's okay. It was, it was fantastic. It was it a was great a discussion. discussion. Great debate. It was a great discussion. That's we figured awesome. it out. It was I mean, wonderful. Scotty leave the chat briefly. Yeah, <laughs> I actually <laughs> departed from it. It was too much for me. But but no, it, you can always come and hang out with us at Bombadcast. You know, we I think I think the vibe of Imperial Senate and Bombadcast have some very similar approaches to humor. And you know, I just want a cup of Django sperm now, so we're good. Delicious. Mmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh. <laughs> oh man, all these oh. mini bulbas. Uh. We should maybe like Photoshop like some spermazoids with little helmets. Like, oh you know, God. someone's probably done that. <laughs> the internet is a place. <laughs> is a place yep, of yep, chaos. Yep. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh no! Get him dead! <laughs> oh no! Sperm is apparently on a Wikipedia page. Oh no! <laughs> is it? Yep. Oh, it oh, showed up. In Dark Force of Jedi Knight. I love Star Wars. What? <laughs> when? Oh, I what don't know. It just says sperm. <laughs> That's all it says. <laughs> that was good. That was good. Is there a canon page for Spur? What level is that? I don't know, but I'm about to Anakin go. Anakin Skywalker awesome. shot his load in episode between episode two and three. <laughs> three. <laughs> oh man, yeah, no, I can't find any images. Oh, First mentioned in Dark Forces Jedi Knight. First mention. Charlie, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. sounds did, like you played that, that game. How did that go? <laughs> like, how was this mentioned? How was this brought up? I'm scared. Sperm. Calcutta's oh, just really horny. <laughs> Jeez, that's so good. I can oh. jump on those walls. It's just really sticky. Which uh. walls? Mmm. The Kaminoans like jizz music. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. They had to. What else are they going to play when he's in that little room with all the space hustlers? Like, what yeah. else so are they going to play in there? T Money Sartwell, I, I love the question, but the question is absolutely enhanced by your profile picture. <laughs> And Team Money's awesome. I, like I just it. love it. I love the idea of like, do the Kevin Owens uh, like jazz music? <laughs> of course they do. They have to. Of course they do. Um, yeah, I think we should probably wrap up and <laughs> promote our stuff, I guess. Like, and think on that for a minute. <laughs> Let's all pray on that. Then... <laughs> Let's think about sperm for a moment. Uh, no, you can follow <laughs> the Imperial Set podcast on Twitter at ImpsNetPod and on Instagram at ImperialSnetPod. And don't forget, you can support the show by buying our merchandise or becoming a patron. Oh. 
on patreon.com forward slash the Imperial Senate podcast. Nikki does his really incredible show on there, Sacred Jedi Bricks, where him and our good friend Reed go and commentate on the Freemaker adventures and all the Lego specials, which is so much fun. So if you love those shows, definitely go out and check it there. We also have our content that we do. We have our film commentaries, which we'll be starting off again very soon. If there is any guests on this show that would like to appear in the set film commentaries, let us if know. And we'll... The Phantom Menace. Not yet. Well, the next one we're doing. That's the next one. Oh, okay. Well, sign seal delivered. Let me know the day, yeah, time, we'll minute. Heck yeah. <laughs> So yeah, we've got our film commentaries, episode four, five, and six are already out there. We recorded them ages ago. So much fun. We had our good friends. Who do we have on again? We had, we had Dallas on. We had Dallas and Auden, right? Mm, yeah, yes. Yes, episode six. Yes. So it's been such a while. It's been a, it's been a long time since we've it's recorded. It's been a while. It's been a while. Um, but they were we so much lot. fun. They're so much fun. Go back and listen to them. They're really great. And yeah, I think that's all we've got time for with us. Claire, where can people find you and everything else you do? Well, you can catch me on Twitter and Instagram at Seastribs, and you can catch me on Kessel Run Transmissions Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and coming soon, Night Sisters Nights In. It's going to be fun. Come drink wine and just hang out. It's going to be It's going to be yeah. great. It's going to be great. Is that related to the show, or are you just asking people to do that as well? I mean, kind of both. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. I think that'd be cool too. Like, sure, but yeah, Night Sister Night. That'd be your tombstone. Got some big plans. Dribbling, <laughs> drink wine, have fun. Yes. With Janae, my co-host Janae, who's real great. She's from Kyber Sisters. I like her a lot. She's pretty cool. She's Very my cool. friend. When's that? She's my When's that style? Um, I believe we're gonna start filming about a week from now. So nice. Check yeah. it out. It's gonna be fun. Very cool. Very interesting. Uh, and where can people find that again? Uh, it'll be on the Kessel Run Transmissions feed. So anytime, just follow me on Twitter or follow KR Transmissions on Twitter, and you will get those updates. Subscribe to them to us as well on uh, YouTube because that's where you will find it. Nice. Uh, and if you want to hear rubbish from me, you can follow me on Twitter at CMWASHBY. Uh, I have an Instagram, which is Charlie MW Ashby, which is my name, which is why I use it as my username. Uh, <laughs> what? That's your fucking name? What a crazy name. Mwah. No, um, it's my middle name, initials. But, um, oh, my God. But don't find out. That's so cool. Else. I didn't know we had those. But yes, you, funnily enough, uh, you can also find my personal patron where I do shows with my good friend Auden. We do a show called Batman Return, which is a commentary podcast where we go through every Batman movie and discuss them in order. We've done the we've done Batman '89 all the way to Batman Robin for season one, and now we've just about finished season two. We did the first three films, which is the Dark Knight trilogy. We've got one more episode to go to finish out season two. We're having a little break before we do that. And that'll be a discussion around how the Dark Knight trilogy and also Batman changed around the years that those yeah. films came out up to where, we get, where we're going to start off next time. So we sort of, we finish off the Dark Knight Rises, which is 2012, but we're going to be going up to 2015 for the final episode in terms of discussion with Bat Batman, because... 
for the next season, much to uh, Alden's chagrin, is the Snyder, <laughs> the nice. Snyder films. So we'll be doing a bonus episode. I'm making him struggle for a bonus episode, which is Man <laughs> of Steel. Then we do Batman vs Superman Extended Edition. And then we're going to be doing Justice League Snyder Cut. So. You know, Alden's the best out of his comfort zone because I've done shows with him before, and I like when he gets loose. And I'd imagine for the Snyder episodes, he will get probably a little, uh, a little more relaxed. I don't know. He's a great guy. I'm just doing it to torture him, to be honest. Like, we don't really have to do it. Perfect. But I'm like, I'm going to torture him because he has to. He has to talk about these films. He has to. And it's going to be out there forever. Um, no, but it's going to be loads of fun. I also have the Charlie Ashby show where I interview people on there, which is pretty fun. And I think that's pretty much it. I've also got everything, all my links are on my link tree. It's on my Twitter. Mm-hmm. Find it there. Oh, what a good episode. <laughs> what a good time. Best way I'm to end so it. I'm so tired. <laughs> this yeah. week has just drained me. So that's why, yeah. It's defending Rogue One so much. I'm sure that was part of it because it's okay. That took all my energy up. I had to yeah. Really. I still love how one of my arguments was that John Norway to make a model of the Death Star and technically that should be allowed. Yeah. I actually I was gonna put a tweet that I th- I think that John Noel should make up a like a random idea for a movie just so we can do one for the Death Star too. Is that, that would be Kathleen? sick. I have an idea. <laughs> we'll do the Balkans. Yes, I knew it. Damn it, it's good. Oh as if we wouldn't watch the shit out of that. <laughs> We need it. Uh, before, we, before we wrap up completely, yes, let's get Scotty's Groove Skin Spiral. Let's do it. Oh, amazing. Amazing. Perfection. Well, that's all we've got time for this week. Thank you so much for watching our Madcap Ridiculous episode, The Bad Betches. Obviously, follow the Bombadcast, and we'll be back next time. See you, everyone. Bye.